Shabbat Shalom. I hope everybody is having a great Saturday. Um, Before we started the episode, I kind of just wanted to talk about why I haven't had any episodes release. And I've just been going through a lot of um, personal stuff and I wanted to take that time to myself and deal with it. But that does not mean we have turned away from Father. We are back and better than ever. (laughs) Um, So getting into this episode, we will be talking about man-made holidays. Pagan holidays are the holidays of this world that counterfeit Jehovah's holy days, but it is obvious that they are very different and Jehovah warns us not to be involved in them. So what is the actual meaning behind Easter? Everyone's answer is going to be the resurrection of Jesus Christ, but that's not the real meaning behind it. Easter was originally the celebration of Ishtar, the Assyrian and Babylonian goddess of fertility and sex. Her symbols, like the egg and bunny, were and still are fertility and sex symbols. After Constantine decided to Christianize the empire, Easter was changed to represent Yeshua. But as its roots, Easter, which is how you pronounce Ishtar, is all about celebrating fertility and sex. So in one of my past episodes, I gave you guys some references on people you can listen to and read off of because they have great teachings. One of them is Michael Rood, and um, he has an episode or video um, about Christmas and Easter, and I'll put um, a few clips in this episode um, to kind of give you guys a better understanding of what is being said. So here's one of the clips from him. Now, of course, in the West, people use the word Easter as if it has something to do with the Bible, has nothing to do with the Bible. This is pure pagan sun god worship. In this giant egg, which landed in the Euphrates River, it cracked open and out emerged Semiramis reincarnated as Easter. The bare-breasted goddess of fertility and sexual desire who came out of that egg and turned a bird into an egg-laying rabbit in order to proclaim her divinity. Now, how can all this be? How is it that the worship of Easter is even found in remote areas such as China and Russia, Japan, uh, America, Canada? Why is this? Because the confusion of languages scattered these people all over the land. Now we'll talk about Christmas and where it originated from. So Christmas is a name incorporated by the Roman church. December 25th is the same date as the idol god celebration. The customs of giving gifts was adopted from the Acts of St. Nicholas, who lived in the 4th century. A Christian figure of St. Nicholas was created, bringing the pagan gift-giving act into the body of Christ. The Christmas tree represents the body of Nimrod and is considered an idol. So, The Christmas tree itself isn't the issue, it's the act of decorating it as an idol. And scripture, Deuteronomy, oh my gosh, I can't say it, Deuteronomy 4.16, lest ye corrupt yourselves and make you a graven image, the similitude of any figure and the likeliness of male or female. In Jeremiah 10, 3 through 4, 
for the customs of the people are vain, for one cutteth a tree out of the forest, the works of the hands of the workmen with the axe. They deck it with silver and with gold. They fasten it with nails and with hammers that it move not. And this may be tr- portrayed as Christmas because it sounds a lot like it. But Christmas actually isn't even mentioned in the Bible. Even yet, there is no biblical reason to celebrate Yeshua's birth. So, December 25th is Nimrod's birthday, which was also the winter solstice. When Nimrod ascended up into heaven, quite a while later, his wife, Semiramis, became pregnant. But not in a way that you would expect. No, her explanation was her husband, Nimrod, impregnated her with the rays of the sun and she brought forth the reincarnated Nimrod as Tammuz and his birthday on the ancient Babylonian calendar, December 25th, the time of the winter solstice. Yeshua was not born in the winter. Shepherds don't herd sheep in the winter, but were in the fields from around like spring to autumn. In Luke 2, 8... And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. This is about Yeshua's birth. Christmas is a celebration of disobedience to Yehovah. So I'll go ahead and give you guys some examples of the holy holidays Yeshua celebrated. We read in the Gospels that Yeshua celebrated Passover already as a child, since his earthly parents were observant Jews. In Luke 2:40-42, And the child grew and waxed strong in the spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem after the customs of the feast. Then came the day of unleavened bread, when the Passover must be killed. And he sent Peter and John, saying, Go and prepare the Passover for us, that we may eat. And that is Luke 22, 7-8. The Old Testament foretold a great day of the Lord that will be announced by the blast of trumpets. Yeshua also spoke of that day when he talked to his disciples on the Mount of Olives about the end of the days. Then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven. And then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they will gather together his elect from four winds from one end of heaven to the other. That is Matthew twenty four thirty through 31. And there are so many other holy holidays that were celebrated such as tabernacles and yom. Um, But these are just some examples to give to you that Yeshua celebrated. And these are what we're supposed to be celebrating instead of the man-made holidays. In today's society, being someone who doesn't celebrate these holidays, especially at my age, you are looked at very differently And that's because these holidays are being celebrated worldwide. And more so recently, I, I have accepted that it's okay to not fit in 
um, because I don't celebrate them. And I've had a lot of relationships and friendships end because of it. And I had to sit here and tell myself that's, that's okay. And because at the end of the day, we're not going to be here forever. And you know the truth. You are to stick with the truth. Why would I go back and celebrate these holidays knowing that's not what we're supposed to do? There's so much we he tells us what we're here for. And to celebrate these holidays that aren't his holidays, the holy holidays, it's it's something you just you can't go back onto and just do it. Like okay, you're you can have pure intentions, but at the end of the day, is that the right thing to do? Is is that the right thing to do? And on I'm the last person to be judging someone about what they do or celebrate. So if you celebrate them, don't think I'm judging you because I am not. I am not. It is my job, though, to spread the word and the actual truth of what's in the Bible. And if you're someone who is going through this, feel free to reach out to me. Don't let your voice be shut down by others. When I first started, you know, having to express that I don't celebrate these holidays and still to this day, it's so hard to just explain to others because they've been doing it their whole entire lives and especially Christmas. Christmas is such a big one. Like Halloween, okay, nobody cares. Nobody really cares about Halloween. Um, but I feel like Christmas is the big one and it's that time of the year. Um, and it's just, it's being overseen or overlooked on what the actual meaning of it is. Um, but anyways, we are going to end this episode here. Today we covered what the pagan holidays are, the meaning behind them, and the holy days we are to be celebrating. So don't forget to subscribe to receive emails about episode releases. Leave a comment and review below. And I hope y'all have a blessed day. Thank you. So